0: Hooray! Ho! Hey! Ho! Hip, hip, hip hop, hop, hooray! <laughs> Woo! Happy! What is it, Thursday? It's Thursday already? Morning, beautiful people. Welcome to Love Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs, Rolls Ivy. It's Thursday! I mean, it's Thursday. The week has gone by. I put a lot into this week already. Oh my God. This LSAT stuff is whipping my butt. This is like hard, man. And, you know, I I left a little, yesterday, I left my coach feeling a little, uh, like, what is happening? So, I don't know. I got to get a better attitude, I guess. I don't know. I don't like this lighting. This lighting is awful. What is happening here? Is that better? I don't know. Okay, that's better. That's much better. Much better. Because I'm using the uh tower ca- uh I'm using the tower camera and not my desktop camera, you know. So so yeah. I'm a little sluggish this morning, but I tell you what, I uh, hung out last night, uh went to hear Jonathan Berryman speak uh about the New Haven Heritage Corral at the New Haven Museum. Although I would appreciate it a concert, but all right. But it was nice. It was nice to hear him speak about so lovingly about the New Haven Corral, and it was a nice turnout. And then um, um, I was I I was gonna head to ordinary friends, but they 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 got a little tired, and so um, they went on home. And so I realized last night there was a the, uh, the jazz Yale Jazz Ensemble Spring Concert, and so I went to that. I popped by, I caught the last half hour of that, you know, uh, where they were swinging under Wayne um, Escoffre, who, you know, he's such a beautiful looking man and hella talented. So anyway, I popped in there and I caught the last uh, set of that and it was so, it's just what my spirit needed, you know, some good swinging jazz. I just, I just needed it. So it was good. I mean, it was just good. So uh And it was free and it was, you know, it's, you know, it's their spring concert, you know, they have to do all kinds of stuff for grades and stuff and, but it was such a great concert and had a full on band, right? So they were swinging. They had a young sister on bass, cello, and uh, another young lady singing and all kinds of horn section and a guitar. I mean, it was great. I enjoyed it very much. Like I really enjoyed it it's just what my spirit needed cuz i was just feeling you know this LSAT just got me on the ropes and uh i just feel
1: you know i just got to dig in a little deeper i guess that's that's how i'm going to you know uh i'm going to uh, handle that that way and uh you know that's it i'm going to um uh just you know
0: work a little harder at digging deep and doing all the things you know i think i'm in a i'm in a strange place these days you know so much so much is happening so much is changing and i'm sort of trying to go with the flow of how things are and not wishing for things to be another kind of way so it's a little challenging you know things 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 that were true last year are not true this year you know all the relationships are shifting which is on some level very nice and on some levels painful you know but, i mean that's just the way love goes so uh so I think I'm gonna pop in to see uh Ioni tonight at the lily pad at Toad's. I might be able to get a, a tight hour in, hour and a half. Um, I'm thinking about it. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's not terribly late. Uh, you know, I don't have any, I just have a one-on-one with my with my other uh with my other lsat coach that's at four, so we're gonna go over some games tonight is Black trivia night at the afro am center, which I don't feel like doing that tonight um so we'll see maybe i I don't know maybe I will it, it i it could happen it's it's only uh nine o'clock, so uh we'll see. We'll see
1: if uh if I could make that happen, otherwise. Uh, otherwise,
0: I'll just hang out until uh, Ione concert. We'll see, I mean, you know, everything doesn't have to be programmed to the minute. Anyway, uh, I'm sure Paul is out there on word on the street somewhere looking for some unsuspecting New Haven uh, person. <laughs> To get the word on the street, you know, so 1970s. I love it. What's the word on the street, my brother? <laughs> what's What's the word on the street, queen? <laughs> so we'll we'll play. We'll We'll just see what happens. Um, we'll just We'll just see what happens. I didn't watch any TV. Did I watch any last night? What did I watch? I think TV kind of watched me. By the time I got home, I know I turned on something. I watched a little bit of uh Abbott Elementary, which is such a charming little show. It really is a charming show. So I watched a little bit of that. Uh And then I can't tell you after that, what the hell I watched. I think it was watching me. I was tired. And then uh, I went on to bed. Uh And, you know, I don't know what time I went to bed.
1: I don't know what time I turn lights out, which
0: is um odd, you know. So I'm a little hungry this morning, but I'm thinking I might run to Sandra's for lunch. That's the idea, you know, to, to run to Sandra's for lunch and uh
1: get some soul food in my system. You know, so that's a that's a real possibility um for that. And uh
0: see what happens. You know, they get busy over there, particularly. I mean, there's no time when they're not busy. So I'm thinking I might get over there for lunch and uh, you know, do lunch. Uh other than that, I you know, I haven't been to the bookstore, so maybe I'll I'll roll over to the bookstore, catch some of that. And,
1: uh, uh, you know,
0: hang out at the bookstore, catch up. I haven't been in there all week. You know, I'm I'm usually in there, uh, I'm usually in there at least once a week, at least twice a week, you know, I, I it's always on my loop, but I haven't been in there since, uh, uh, Last week, since Sunday, I have not been in there since Sunday. I think Sunday for the talk. Um, the young brother uh, who was there talking about his book. It was really good. his books. Uh, so, um, happy birthday to my friend Tommy Brown in San Francisco, who I know he is not up listening to me, but happy birthday. I sent him a um, I sent him a YouTube orchestral happy birthday (laughs) from from berlin (laughs) which he's not german of german descent but (laughs) but it was just such an over-the-top it was such an over-the-top happy birthday song done by an orchestra that i I just i just love sending it so i sent that to him this morning and then of course facebook uh and it's the one year anniversary of my uh, my dear friends who lost their child. I can't believe it's been a year. I cannot. They live in Ohio. Uh, he was in a uh, a car accident, and I guess the weather was bad. And oh, I don't know if the weather was bad, but it was a it was a it, somebody blew past a stop sign. I don't know if they blew past the stop sign or somebody else blew past the stop sign. But anyway, he was killed. And uh, he was the apple of her eye, you know. I mean, I think all our children are, you know. Uh, But it's just such a violent, painful way to lose your child. And uh, she has not been the same since. So I think of them often and uh I just want them to know I'm thinking about them uh you know
1: uh i mean they'll they'll be all right. I mean, they got each other, and uh
0: and because they um they have each other, I think they can weather this i I feel confident that they will weathered this. It takes time. I mean, the fact that it's a year,
1: uh, uh, you know, says that it just seems so much long ago. So anyway,
0: I'm, I'm holding the Hearst family, uh, in my prayers as I think about them on
1: this day. And uh, I just want them to know that. So so
0: anyway, uh, that's, that's what I got this morning. Uh, Anru is coming on at 1015, because you know, we have to catch up to our ancestors through Orishas. So we are going to, uh, you know, talk about whatever he wants to talk about.
1: And, uh, uh, you know, I always try to, I try to,
0: I try to, um, I try to provide a little bit of guidance, particularly things that are, you know, troubling to me that I want to delve into. So, uh,
1: but, uh, you know
0: that's just me. that is just me. so, uh, my camera's still doing crazy stuff, but this there's not much I could do about that, so I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna leave it be, and uh, you know
1: You know, just do
0: do my thing. And uh ah, just get through the day. Uh that's it. See, look, it looks good now. I don't know I don't know when it when it you know it changes, it does its own thing. It's not much I could do. <laughs> not not much I could do. Uh so Okay, let me focus. This is my time to be on air and to uh, use this time wisely, be of good cheer, bring some parting, empowering words. (laughs) I I got nothing. (laughs) I'm not going to say I think the world is trash.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, uh, uh, I'm just going to say, listen,
0: let's all do the very best, be the best humans that we could be. Uh, you know, I was, i tell you what, I was watching the news and I guess uh, uh, the, the former mayor who was locked up in Waterbury, um, Giordano, I think that's his name. You know, he was having sexually assaulted little girls. They were like 10 and 8. Now they're now they're grown ups. And so they had them on uh, news channel 8 the other night talking about what is happening, what has happened to them and where they are today. And it's just painful to watch. I I I find news channel eight to be a bit exploitive in the way that they approach things. Uh, I think they they approach things because for them, it's about ratings. I want people to watch our news. So let's find the most exploitive thing that will draw, you know. Uh, let's find the most exploiting thing that we can grab people to come to our site and to our station. You know, that's how I feel. And that's how I think about it there's a way to sort of catch up with people and uh, follow their story without it being so, I don't know. It just felt so distasteful to me. And so, I don't know, just so charged, you know, I don't know. I think they could have just did some more with having a ther- therapist there to help process some of that. They have every right to tell this story and, and what has happened to them was horrendous. And their aunt, I hope she's in jail or whatever. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't ever know what happened to her, to the aunt um who set them up, who sold pretty much sold them, pimped for them, pimped them to uh to this guy. And you know, every time I think about a man, with a child like that just makes me want to throw up. And there's a lot of men out there who (sighs) lean toward harming children. You know, there's organizations out there who think it should be okay for uh, grown men to be with boys. You know, and there are some laws in some states that Say that you know girls can marry at you know thirteen years old and all this other kind of mess and I I don't know why we think so little of children I and mean, I don't know why we think children can make decisions that adults don't even seem to make well you know um, children can't consent I mean they just can't and people can say whatever they want you know and I I've heard all the arguments known to man about well, she looked, she this, she that. Um, I I, I don't know about you, but I, I know children when I see children. I know children when I have conversations with children. I mean, that's just not hard. <laughs> I don't care how much makeup, eyeliner, hoochie clothes you put on. I, I know children when I see them. And when I talk to children, I know children when I hear them. So I don't understand why grown grown ass men don't understand that. Same with grown women too. Like you know, teachers that are continuously having sex with kids in their class, you know, thirteen year old boys and fourteen year old boys. Like,
1: eek. But that's not what I want to
0: talk about today. I I dare say. I, I just find that whole stuff exploitive and egregious, and I, I although. I like a lot of people probably uh, was glad to sort of see them and hear them. Uh but I I want them to be further along in their progress around this, you know. It just sounded like there's still so much and and I don't I don't say this because I think there shouldn't be any anger, you know. I I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I get what exploitation looks like when, 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 when people are being exploited, you know? So, so I don't know if it's a two part series or if it was just a one-off or whatever, to see what happened to them, to hear more about what happened to them in their story. I I don't know. I I didn't really pay attention to it last night because, you know, it's a little heavy. So, Oh, uh, and by the way, I was up at the, uh, I went up to the, to the Cheshire training because of the, the Department of Corrections uh, had a new class of of uh, uh, correction officers. And so uh, uh, Charlie Grady, who does hang time in the Hall of Change, um, works with them. And so it allows us to go and speak to the incoming class. That's what we do. We speak to the incoming class and, uh, you know, just not so much to sort of, give them a sense of humanity, but just maybe to to, re, um, to to re-emphasize to them that they are not the uniform that they put on, that they are a whole person, that they are people of integrity, integrity before they put on these uniforms, that the uniform is not a superpower, that the uniform doesn't come with additional powers, uh, and it certainly doesn't come with the right to be inhumane. Like putting on... Uh, a uniform is not a right to treat somebody else like trash. That's the over- over- overarching message. And, and I think the second part is that people get out and people get to, t- and you could, people get out whether you are good to them or not good to them. Whether, they, whether you accept the fact that they're in your care or not. Uh, and I think correction officers have to sort of see that the folks that are serving their time are in their care. That's how you have to sort of see that, like they're in your care. You know, yes, you are gu- guarding them, I guess, on a lot of levels, but even in guarding them, you have to understand that they're they are in the care of the state and you are an agent of the state in your capacity as a corrections officer. Um, So you don't have carte blanche to just treat them in any kind of way, you know, and to dole out what you think is punishment because you don't think that they suffered or served enough time. That is not your uh, duty or charge. Um, So anyway, you know, they have pretty big classes, and uh, and it was it was really nice to sort of have the opportunity with three of, uh, three other of the uh, grade eight folks to talk about um, how we think they could be better people, and not so much how we think they could be better people. When not, I'm not assuming that they're not better people, I think just just to let them know that you know this is this is hard work. Um, necessary work, I, I imagine, um, and that they get to decide how and who they want to be while doing this work. And you know, the the suggestion is not to put themselves in harm's way. That is not ever the suggestion. But it does. Uh, but we do uh, invite them to think about every action that they take when they are on their jobs, on how to be with um incarcerated people. You know, as I said to them, I said, you know, um your inter your momentary interaction can make a difference in somebody's life. You know, if if you're going to do more of the I'm against you, I hate you kind of thing, uh
1: then that might be problematic.
0: You know. And if you don't like up close and personal people things, then you might want to reconsider that line of work. Even though I know the pay is good, the benefit's good, all that kind of stuff. You might want to consider uh, another line of work because maybe that doesn't suit you, you know? So so anyway, it was good. Uh, the commissioner showed up yesterday. It was nice to see the, the new commissioner. I don't know him. I didn't know him like I knew the like I knew uh, Commissioner uh, Cook, uh, and then Commissioner Simple. <laughs> uh, but it was a it was a nice day. It was a nice, nice time spent, um, and it keeps me connected uh, uh, to the to the grade eight, hall of hall of change folks. So, so it was it was really nice to do that. And I came on back to New Haven did some uh you know was at the at the paper uh and then met up with my LSAT coach at the law school at Baker Hall which is beautiful so Baker Hall my my friend Sarah uh was was one of the deans over there and she was charged with a project of um uh filling the space with artwork and she did a beautiful job the pieces that she picked. Um, it just really warms up the space. The space is gorgeous. You know, it is classrooms and study halls and common areas and private areas. And it's very beautiful. So very beautiful space. So anyway, I was over there and it was, I got to see more of the space yesterday. Uh, so, but it was nice. Oh, here comes Paul Bass with word on the street. <laughs> good morning. Good morning Babs. How you doing? I'm good. How are you?
2: Good, I'm on Nickel Street with somebody who does some of the quiet work every day in New Haven that makes this the kind of city we love. Her name is Pat Tynan, and she's on her way into work at Iris. I see she got her Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, (laughs) that's Pat Babs,
3: our host. Hi, Babs. Hi, how are you? How's it going? Oh, listen, it's good now that I get to see you and hear what you do.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Pat, what's the word on the street? What are you up to today?
3: So, um... I, as Paul said, I am an employee at IRIS. I'm specifically an employment specialist, so I'm going to help people find jobs, particularly refugees, asylees. And so I work with employers and I work with their clients every day.
2: And you know, IRIS is the group Integrated Refugee and Immigration Services? Correct. Which is sort of a national leader. When a lot of states were closing their doors and communities years back, they were right out of front and helping people settle here. So Pat, what how did your day start? Like what did you do when you got up this
3: morning? So when I got up this morning, I got organized. I brought my big, big I'm a paper girl, so I have a lot of piece <laughs> notes in here. I uh, see
2: you got a uh, a Kohl Yes,
3: is... my daughter works there, so I got a good deal on it. So Oh, I need the hookup. I need the hookup. I love Kohan.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: <coughs>
0: okay
4: paul
3: i think your um your, your uh, connection is bad i went to Dunkin' donuts to get my day started and
2: what do you get at duncan
3: so this is a large with the
2: connection
0: okay it's better oh, but now but it, it
2: i'm sorry i didn't so you hear you can hear I her?
0: hear you now. I couldn't hear what she talked about because it dragged out. So, so Pat said she got up at five in the morning and had calf. So on her way in, she
2: got decaf. I guess not to be turbocharged.
4: That's right.
2: Is our connection okay now, Babs? Yes, yeah, it's fine. Yes. Yeah, so now, how do you come you up at 5 o'clock if you, if you come to work at 9.30?
3: Well, because I like to ease into the day. I do. I listen to NPR. I mean, silly business. But, I mean, I like to know what's happening in the world. So, um, And I just ease into the day, get organized, and, you know, come to work.
2: Do you have other parts of your routine when you get up besides this in NPR? Do you meditate? Do you have breakfast?
3: Okay. So, normally, I do my routine of lifting weights, sit-ups. Oh. Um, things like that. I try to be very diligent about that because I just turned 65 and I'm Almost trying up. to maintain at this point.
2: Did you do it today?
3: I did not.
2: Tell me about that.
3: Only because uh, we have I mean, uh, visitors here at Iris. So I really did some preparation work instead.
2: Now, the whole idea, I know that because you know, I'm in the same decade as you are and so a lot of people in my life and I'm not one of these people, but some of these people really feel it's so important to have that exercise routine and I admire it. But there's also guilt involved when you miss. Like, I noticed you were hesitant to yes. tell me you didn't do your routine this morning, as though this was somehow a reflection on Pat if she didn't lift her weights this morning, which, of <laughs> course, rationally doesn't make sense, but it's a very human feeling. Well, what is that about?
3: I got a Fitbit for my 65th birthday. So I'm trying to walk more, you know, the 10,000 steps you're supposed to do. And on it, a- if I'm not working, I can easily do 10,000 steps. you have the time to take a walk. but normally midday, I get a reminder and say time to get up and get moving because mm-hmm. I'm at like 2,000 steps. So that that's guilt. <laughs> I'm like, try very hard to keep that. I don't
2: think to me how like personal exercise becomes something about our self-worth rather than just the tool we use to have the life we want. I agree. I don't know. I didn't mean to make no, a philosophy no, it's thing here. True. It is true. So it sounds like it's a big day. The reason you didn't do your regular routine is because you're preparing yes. for an unusually big day. Yes. And what is that day today?
3: So Iris is having some visitors to our office. The office, the regional office of um, refugee resettlement is coming to members of their staff as well as our state refugee coordinator just to. You know, they come in periodically to touch base with us, review some cases, make sure, um, you know, services are being provided adequately and, you know, to help us with any problems we might be encountering.
2: So Uh, what did you have to do special between five and nine to get ready for that?
3: Well, so I was just thinking about what we have accomplished, right? Like just we're probably maybe our Our group, the employment team, is going to have time with these people, so they're going to ask us about the specific cases, but then also maybe some initiatives or progress we've made over the last, you know, visit. And so I just wanted to get my head organized. And You
2: know what know what that made me think about, Pat, is that so many of us in our lives every day we're working pretty hard, and we do a lot every day, and it's kind of hard to keep track of what we did a week ago, three days ago. When I talk to my reporters or the Babs who does the radio, I say, sometimes we got to stop to remember that we did a story we cared about or a show we cared about three times last week that we've already forgotten about because the day-to-day goes on. Is that similar to what you're talking about? Do you help a lot of people every day? And does this kind of periodic visit help you take stock to remember why you're doing what you're doing and have some kind of feeling of how it matters in a big picture?
3: Exactly. I I have to say that's really it because, you know... um, a lot of times you're reacting to situations. Um, this this gives us a retrospective on exactly what we've done, who we've helped, how we've helped them, how it's changed individual lives.
2: And did you think of any story this morning because you had that time before the world got crazy, as it does every day when we start? Was there something you thought of this morning because you had the time to reflect that you're going to bring into that meeting today?
3: Oh, quite a bit of things. but um, Like I, a specific? Um You know, for example, Havenly. Are you familiar with Mm -hmm. Havenly? Havenly recently had an information session and interviews for their program. And their program is designed to help women learn culinary skills as well as English and computer skills in a fellowship type of thing. The, The clients are paid $15 an hour. So it's really an excellent pathway for Women, number one, who don't have English, they don't have to have English to do this program, to gain the skills, to gain English. Anyway, the point is, we recently, they made their decision and Iris had five clients accepted.
2: Oh, into this program. Yes. What countries are they from?
3: Um, Who was accepted? Uh, Afghanistan. Um, Democratic Republic of Congo. We had two people. Two women, um, Afghanistan. I want to say there's somebody else from.
2: Can I remind our listeners what that is? So Havenley is that place on Temple Street. Correct. It's a restaurant, which is really good, by the way. We go there. A lot of Middle Eastern food, but it's also a place where refugees who are coming to New Haven get a chance to develop careers. As Pat said, they get paid to learn how to. They work there. Yes. They make food. They learn how to go into the food business, but also how to go into business right. and how to how to you know operate i think they also get accounting help and things like yes. that
3: yep Financial so, so Pat,
2: your job is to help people find jobs yes so what do you do on a typical day if it weren't today
3: um so uh, obviously we know who needs jobs we have a running list we call it our virtual whiteboard it used to be a real whiteboard but now it, it was virtual but anyway so we know who needs a job and we know specifically about the individual what their needs are like do they have (coughs) homework do they five do they um are they more advanced so we try to find jobs that meet our clients so you
2: spend a day talking to refugees who are here and then talking to people who might hire them
3: correct that's it and what's your title employment specialist
2: and how many people at a time are you working
3: with oh gosh it depends It, it it can be i mean it's a significant number i mean it's not just me we're a team. We mm-hmm. have a team of about five people and we all you know try.
2: So how many like are you working with dozens at a time? Yes, yeah, I would.
3: Think. And how
2: many people a year does Iris deal with?
3: Okay, that's a number. I don't know. I can get
2: to me later. It's okay. Yeah. Babs, do you have any questions for Pat Tynan?
0: No, I, I, I appreciate the work that oh I do have a question. So when you work with employers, how um how open are they to uh your discussions about hiring refugees?
3: So we have good relationships with several employers in the New Haven area. So I would say for the most part, employers are open to working with refugees. Um, The thing is um, what becomes what we call a barrier, if you will, is English language learning. But we partner very closely with New Haven Adult Ed to make sure our clients are enrolled in English class. Um, and we have other programs here. As so well. English
2: is the big barrier.
3: I would say English is the biggest barrier, and we are trying to encourage our clients to learn
2: English. Uh, Gets you ready for this meeting. Uh, by the way, do you usually get calf? If it weren't a day like I today, do. is that because you haven't had calf at home yet? That's Did you get up earlier than usual today to prepare for this big meeting? Oh
3: so five o'clock is basically my earliest.
2: Okay. So what time do you usually get up?
3: Oh, five o'clock. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah.
2: And just quickly, can you give me an example of a few people you've in the past months gotten jobs where with your team? Like not the name of the person, but a person from such and such country got a job doing what at what employer?
3: So we have several clients um, from Afghanistan that were hired at Fostic in and they're located in Wallyford, but there's a direct bus. Transportation could be the other. Barrier. What is Fostic? Fostic is a company that does, I believe. I'm not sure what they do, medical supplies or some type so it's of...
2: manufacturing? Stuff.
3: Yes, but they are doing shipping, picking oh. and packing. So and English is... Advanced English is not required. So they do require English, but it's not required advanced. Medtronics is another company we work well with. Um, have quite a few clients there. Um, Chibaso bakery Mm -hmm. is a big they're
2: they're famous for helping refugees and immigrants come into new haven yes all right so babs i have to
3: say one last story because we're signing off now babs so (laughs) all approached me on the street and he identified himself and he has already done (laughs) tremendous work for us so a long time a few months ago maybe i approached him if he would have an informational interview for one of our clients who was interested in journalism. He readily said yes. He met with this client. They had a lovely conversation. And I really couldn't be more grateful. Paul just did it out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs> and he really made a difference in this individual's life.
2: Well, that's very sweet. <laughs> just so you know, I think Iris team is one of the most incredible heroes in New Haven. I love living in New Haven because of places like Iris. And Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana, and he stopped that plane load of refugees from coming in. Dan Malloy, the governor, immediately said, we got a place for them. And within hours, he was with Iris in New Haven, bringing them in. And it wasn't just a photo op. It's because we had such a network and been doing this for so many years. And they list, you know, Patrick those but you list thousands of people like me who they find some way to help because we care about being an open and loving place and having a vibrant community where so many different kinds of people could thrive end of sermon. I'm going to let Babs get back to radio. Bye,
3: Babs. Have a nice day. Oh,
0: it's so nice to meet you, and nice meet I, you. I am so in awe of the work that you do, and whatever we can do over here, we, we support you.
3: Well, we have a good team and a good town to work in, so we're, we have a good day, too. Well, this is Pat and
2: Paul signing off for Love Babs, Love Talk, <laughs> WNHH New Haven's home for
0: community radio. Thank you. See, this is why I live here, too i love I love a city that I live in that does not turn people away, does not other people and does not treat people like trash. What we say is come and let and let us figure out ways to sort of make you your living here be purposeful and enjoyable uh, and humane See that's the thing for me to just. To, to treat people humanely. I, I don't know what it's like to go someplace and not speak the language, not know anybody. I, I don't know what that's like to uproot my life that way. I know what it is like to travel to other countries and not speak the language, but that's, but that's my choice, right? That's I'm being a tourist. You know, I got money in my pocket. I'm, I'm not fleeing anywhere. I'm going to enjoy something. These folks are fleeing persecution, uh, drama, uh, political upheaval, civil unrest, and so they come here with what we say we we promise people opportunity. They come for opportunity. They come for opportunity and a better way of life, not just for themselves but for their children and family. Um, And they believe that that coming to these shores is a way to create a better life. And they come with all the richness of their culture and their heritage, which makes us better. When people bring their culture and their heritage to us, it makes us better. (laughs) I I don't, Americans are, 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 are a people of all kinds of people. That is our strength. It is not a weakness. <laughs> so, trying to hold on to white supremacy and this notion of just whiteness—it's just the most ridiculous, crazy thing. So, I love living in a city where we open our arms and and our hearts and make ways for people um, to sustain themselves. Um, it's not easy. I, I don't. I don't say that to say it's easy. Cause I know it's hard. I know, I know it is, um, but I, I am grateful for people like Iris who, uh, who stay, (laughs) who stay doing that good work, who stay doing that good work. I appreciate it greatly. I really do. So God bless them. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm sure if you're listening to me today and you heard word on the street, and and Paul put 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 a tagline to say if you want to help continue the work of Iris here's how you can do that link like put that in the story too so that people can you know I mean that's the that's that if that's what we can do to help them then that's what we should do you know like that's what we should do you know if we can help them that way then let's do that because you know. We we want we want people to feel welcomed. I know I do. I don't know about you, but I I know I do. And uh, and I love I love all these folks that sort of come here, and uh, and uh, are amazing. You know, that come here and are amazing. So that was good, hat Paul. That was good. That was very uplifting. I'm a five o'clock a.m. girl too. Oh. I'm up steady though, uh, I need to, but I, and she's right i i I need to get into my my system too, like I need to get up in the morning and work out, and I've got enough I got enough tools too. Let me tell you, I've got tools. Am I using them? No <laughs> But I said I'm going to change all that <laughs> and and every day I get the opportunity. every day is a gift to make the changes that I need every day. You know, like I didn't do it this morning, but I got tomorrow morning. So so that I have opportunity. I I don't know why I'm not doing what I should be doing, but let me get into it. Let me get into it. Let's let me get into it. So uh but I think I, I think uh Harry had said something a while back. He's like, yeah, you know, we toy with the idea, we toy with the idea, we turn it over, we turn it over, and then the next thing you know, boom. Once we into it, we into it. Once we once we put the plan in motion, it's in motion. So I think that's where I'm at. like once I once I get to do to do, i'm I'm all in. so that's that's how I'm rolling. <laughs> I, got, I have so many irons in the fire. I don't even <laughs> And I don't say that because i I'm, i' I'm not one of these people that I have to be doing things like I have to stack my life with stuff. No, I'm not. I could easily not do a damn thing. I could not do anything and just sit on my porch when the weather is nice and read. I don't have to be on anybody's board. I don't have to do anything. But because my interests are far wide and varied that I choose to do these things. And, and I feel like s- some of them are obligatory uh, because I feel so strongly um, uh, about this. I feel so strongly about uh a life of service um and to who 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 is to whom much is given, much is required. I, I believe that in my core. So I, I I operate from that place. So when people are like, oh I don't know how you do it. And I always, I swear to you, all I want to say back to you is I don't know how you don't. But you know, then that starts a bar fight. <laughs> And I, you know, I've long since given up bar fights. So, so, you know, when people say, people say all kinds of ridiculous things to me and I, you know, a lot of it, I just like, I let it go over my head because I, 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 because I know how stupid people can be. I'm not contemptuous of people. I make space for the stupid that that's it. I, I know how stupid people can be. Um. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I used to fight back against that. I don't anymore. I just allow it to like fall where it falls and I just get out the way. Cause I, I don't have the, I don't have the uh, bandwidth for a lot of things. And, uh, and I, and I think it's because I'm just, I've grown up, you know, I'm growing into walking into 60, right? Like you just grow into your life and you just, you realize if you're lucky, that you get the lessons that you need so that you become, you become, uh, so that's where I'm at. So I so I, I let a lot of the foolishness roll off my back when people say, you know, all the crazy stuff to me, you know. I, you know, or people people come up to me and they're like, um, uh, so I, they'll say stuff like, I could never color my hair purple. Yeah, you could. That, what, what do you mean you you could never? There's no such. It's it's not a hard process. I don't have to walk to India to get dye. I just go to K. She colors my hair. Anybody could do it. And d- dye isn't permanent. It grows out. So that's number one. Number two. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, one of the penalties of refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. You got you damn right about that, baby. If that ain't the true words by Plato, I don't know what it is. And you know, Plato was like a gazillion years ago. You know, he was a philosopher from a gazillion years ago. So, so yeah, so I, I, I just, I just let people. I used to fight back on that kind of stuff. Like if people's like, oh, I'm not into politics. i like, but you are because politics affects your everyday practical life. And if you don't have no say in your everyday practical life, what, what, what are you even doing? You know, because I think people just say stuff without real thought. And that's a lot of it. Oh, I don't, I don't get involved in politics. Yes, you do. When, when people make decisions about how you are in the world, that's politics. And if you don't want to let them know that you find this unacceptable, then that means you're accepting it. And you can't get in your circles and, and talk about this without action because otherwise you're just whining. <laughs> and I get it. Sometimes you just want to whine. Sometimes you want to kvetch. Sometimes you just want to bitch. I get it. But if that's your pattern for everything, then what are you doing? Nothing. So, you know, so maybe you don't want to go and public speak in front of anybody's hearing. You can write a letter. You know, you can write a letter. They have form letters all over the place. Like you could just sign your name if you don't, If you think you don't have the ability to convey your thoughts. You can just sign a letter. Or you could just send a postcard and say, you know what, I hate this. And I hate it for a bullet point, bullet point, bullet point and send it. I mean, you could do that. You could do that to all leadership. You could do it to the president of the United States. You could send a letter to Joe Biden and say, you know what? I don't appreciate this, 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 this. And guess what will happen? They'll write you back and address this, 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 this. <laughs> so I'm just saying we are not in this country without tools. We're not Brazil. <laughs> we're not we're not these places where uh uh where you cannot question you know we're not russia we're not <laughs> we're not north korea we're not china we're not these places where if you say something your whole family is disappeared we're, we're not that country you could stand outside all day with a sign saying i hate x and and you won't get arrested you won't get you won't get taken away in the middle of the night. You won't. Nothing will happen to you. You might get more people who will stand with you and say, you know what? I hate X too. <laughs> you can literally say, I hate X. <laughs> that is your freedom of speech. And you might get people who will join you in, I hate X. I don't know. I'm pretty confident that if you hate X, there's a couple of thousand more people who hate X too. And y'all come together and hate together. I'm just saying we have opportunity here to, 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 to hold people accountable, to raise our voice in solidarity or dissent. Do you understand me? We can raise our voice in solidarity and dissent. You know, I can say, I think our mayor of New Haven is mediocre and is not uh, right for this city at this moment in time. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, we can love together and be positive. Yes. I, I believe we are more po- there's more positive in the world than there is negativity. Believe it or not, I think people more people love each other and act in loving ways than they are uh in opposition to that. I, I believe that. I think I think we we find a way to sort of stay in the place of looking at um 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 the, the negativity of things. Because that seems to be more attractive. That gets people more juiced up. You know, when you, when you, when you, when you stand in a place of love with people, that's kind of boring. There's, no, there's not real excitement in that for people. You know, there's, that's, you know, when you see religious people, how calm they are, not, not zealots. I'm not talking about the zealots. I'm talking about just basic everyday sister so-and-so, the nuns, Muslims, all people who are peaceful. Not the zealous, not the ones who are out there, you know, the sky is falling, hell is coming, you're gonna go to hell, blah, blah, blah. Not those people. Those people are different, different energy. But we've all been the presence of people who are who whose quiet resistance uh is quite moving. And few people have that ability to to have quiet resistance, you know. So I'm just saying. We're going to take a break in a few minutes, but um, I, I'm somewhere in between. I'm growing to be more quiet in my in my resistance and, and less less loud. But I like being loud. I take up space. I don't mind taking up space. I have a voice. I use it. I'm not afraid. No, nothing can be done to me that has not already been done. So, uh, so I don't walk in fear about anything, you know. So anyway, I'll be back with Anruh. So we can talk about the ancestors and uh, work on our reaches. (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs) Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
3: While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org.
5: the crowd.
0: <laughs> Ooh, welcome to the second hour of Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. Listen, you know, we play the music up in
6: this piece.
0: <laughs> Good morning, Anru. How are Good you?
6: Good morning, Babs. I'm doing all right. Doing yeah.
4: all right. <laughs> Happy now, March.
6: Sweet honey in the rock. That's a that's a wonderful way to Lift, do a little boosting up. You thing. know,
0: I I needed it because it's been a struggle lately, and I just needed that mm. little uplift that just mm. carry me a little further. You know,
6: mm.
0: so mm. so
6: how are you? Mm. All right, you juggling <laughs> the things, trying not to get lost in them, trying to <laughs> trying to stay oriented. Um, so like. Actually, the thing that really resonated in that last piece of sweet honey, right? This light, right? So keep or reorienting towards that. What is that light, and and can I allow it to shine, right? I don't actually need. I think it's easy to get involved. In like, okay, I gotta like make it bigger, right? I gotta make the light, push the light, and infuse the light, and and often it's about like letting it shine right kind of getting out of its way right letting the you know the um the term it's used in a lot of meditation yoga namaste right the light in me sees the light in you right Mm -hmm. so like allowing that to radiate right to feel it like can i feel it and allow that can i not just can I see it in you, but can I even see it in me and let it be and get out of the way so it can just, so that it can be in the world. And my light has its place, your light has its place and yours is not better than mine, mine's not better than yours. And can we be with ours and each other's and this light that is also here, right? That gets hidden by all the Hurts and complexities and stresses and strains and systems and policies and practices and suffering. Right. Um, so, I guess that's how I'm doing.
0: That's a that's a <laughs> that's a mighty word. That so that brings us right to the call because you know you got to do the yes
6: you know, it does the it call
0: does. and then yeah. we can pick up on talking more about. Allowing yeah, light to lead.
6: <laughs> yeah. And so if, if, we, if we recognize, right, the, these are ways, right, the ashe that our ancestors have left for us, maybe that's also, right, the tools and the ways for us to shine, to see, to feel, to experience, to allow our light to be. Right? That's part of what they've left for us. And that I'm doing it today is the right. I am using those things to allow that light to be to shine to, to, to for me to witness as well as to express it. So yes, we'll start there or we'll continue
7: there. Ma 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 o, Ba ma, ba tofu to fun wa se oho Ba 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 to lan lohiu Ba 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 to fun wa ba ye ye to fun wa se ba ye ye to Baieye to fun wa se oho Baieye to fun wa se te fun lando you Baieye to fun wa se Baiegungun to fun wa se o Baiegungun to fun wa se Baiegungun to fun wa by gong tofu, I say, I say, tefu, I love you. By gong tofu, I say. By gong tofu, I say. By gong tofu, I say. I Ah,
6: for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm using it today <laughs> i love it i felt
0: that felt like the light was shining through
6: yes it did it did it did you know sometimes i think that's um you know here's this important part of ritual right that you know i've, I've chanted that enough I don't have to think so much about like the words and the tones and the things and so i can actually like feel into it more right and like allow right that light allow the presence allow the like expression of myself in that to also be present and not mm. just like oh, here's the delivery of the chant i can do this this way right and like I can be with like the subtle nuances that, you know, not necessarily everybody, anybody else is with, but like it's, it's moving, right? And so the ritual is like, oh, here's this container that then allows a lot of space in it um, for all the, all the varieties of the prism, and the light to, to shine, to be felt, to be expressed. I think it's an interesting thing, like light to be felt, right, I think that's an interesting kind of mixing of of sensations, right? Feeling, what does it mean to feel light? To feel that light, um, the light that's shining, right? This light of mine, letting it shine. Um, It is little, doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world.
0: (laughs) It could be candlelight, right? Like it could be as small or as simple as candlelight, or it could be as bright as the moon or the sun.
6: I mean. I mean, think about like, even if you're like in a huge auditorium that's pitch black, one little candlelight, you see it. Yeah. <laughs> right? It does, doesn't mean you can, if it's a way across the room, you read by, it, be like, oh, look, there's light, right? All of a sudden, it's not just that uh, thickness, right? Or that unknown or the darkness there. But, oh, oh, yeah, there's, you don't need a lot.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's a, I think that's the, always the lesson for people that you don't need a lot. You know? And I think I see that with people who think all the ducks have to be lined up. Everything has to be in order. Everything has to be perfect for them to whatever. And... To feel. Yeah.
6: It's a right to be. Um, I mean, that's... I for, You know, for me, I've done a lot of doing things in my life. I've done a lot of things. And at this particular time, like learning how to like be in the world in a different way is kind of the, is the leading thing, right? That's the, that's actually the, the more important thing for me. Cause then I can like be with myself. I can be with the other people who, who really matter to me. I can even be with the things that I'm doing differently um, and keep allowing myself to be reminded of being present. In this life, this precious life—I've said it once, said it. I'm gonna keep saying it. Say it a lot of times. Like this is a temporary, precious thing we're here for. It's a wondrous thing, larger than our than us. And I'm not gonna be here in a hundred years. In <laughs> a hundred years, in the scheme of things, is super tiny, right? So, yeah, if I can really be here that's something. Yeah. Right? And so let me draw on these techniques and Ashe and tools and strategies and practices that my people have done to really try to be here and undo the things that have gotten in the way of them being here, right? These things around uh, trauma and addiction and fear, um, and things that have gotten in the way Made it hard to feel like we could be here, you know. Real stuff, yeah. Stuff in the way. I
0: like, I I like that. I like this, this uh track that we're on right now, you know, that it's in the way, right? Like we could
6: remove it. (laughs) Well, I I think that there are. I think that it's important to engage in that question like what can be removed and what can't be removed and Mm. and again it actually doesn't everything doesn't have to be perfect to do a little thing right what's in the way of the there's the the it's a different it's a different experience if in a like if we're simultaneously looking at what's in the way outside of us and what's in the way inside of us
7: right
6: and it's very easy to get confused about the two of those things,
4: right?
6: If, you know, as a young person, I can't literally, you know, the, the control, there's so much more out of my control. Oh, where am I gonna live? What am I gonna do? How am I gonna, you got all all the adults telling you, right? How you should be living, what you should be doing. Just to the thing. So there's there's a lot of external guidance and limitations there. And so that conversation or that exploration about what's kind of in your control or not is very different. Um, And there's still internal capacity. What's in my control, what's not in my control. Um, And if I'm not clear about it, then as an adult, right, I'll treat the things that are less in my control as if I should be in control of those things, right? Or I might look at the things that are internally like, oh, I could actually make some change. And I might feel like, oh, it's your fault. This is an external thing that's causing me to feel this way. And, um, you know, there are very real systems in place that uh, can be limiting, right? That can be dehumanizing, very real things. And they're very real internalized things that we have taken on and adopted, right? So that the no comes from us long before we experience it. Outside of ourselves, right? As a as a protective measure, right? As a protection from uh, trauma or harm, right? You like touch the hot thing, you're like, well, I'm not going to get within three feet of that, right? Just to be safe, right? Yet we then, what if a thing we want is like only a foot away from that hot thing, right? And if we're just like, nope, I'm just can't do it, right? It's too hot, I can't do it. We are. Preventing ourselves from getting that good thing. Because actually, a foot away is safe. We could just, we'll get the good thing and we'll come back, right? Um, but if we've internalized just the like, you got to keep the three foot orb of space between yourself and the dangerous thing, then you miss out on what might else be in there. Wow. And that's, that's all a,
0: That's a, that's, a, I, I like this thinking because I could see how addiction and all the other things that, keep people from the things that they want mm-hmm. um, um, can can give them a path a little bit forward
6: right right And it takes so that's where the like, oh am I putting up the barrier? And if I actually am, I think this is where it's some of the self-awareness or, or a yearning or, or turning inwards is helpful. If I'm yearning for closeness, that actually says to me, my system is actually wanting that. Mm-hmm. My my brain or my, my like hypervisions might be saying, well, no, 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 that's dangerous. Don't you don't want to get really close to people because you could get hurt. Right? And hurt means a certain thing based on past experiences. Um, yet our system is like, well, but I keep getting close to people i keep wanting to be connected i keep wanting these relationships and so then it means oh i gotta do it differently right maybe it's you know in when i was a when i was a therapist you know a lot of people would say like well how do i know like i I like this person but i'm nervous about it but i don't know if the nervousness is just because i'm actually getting close to my feelings period or if that person is somebody i shouldn't be around Oh, and it's a confusing place. Right. And I was like, this is this, this. That is a great, rich place to be in. And some of that is just really exploring from for many people in that moment. The discomfort at having and being with their feelings, which are fundamentally out of their control, is the thing that's kind of raising the danger signs like, oh, don't do that don't really let yourself feel because you're going to get yourself you could get yourself in a situation that is then emotionally harmful because these things in the past happened when you you were a kid and you just wanted to be loved and the loved ones around you couldn't see you right or hurt you or did the thing right so we internalize that narrative as what's possible yet our system wants more our system wants to unfold our our system our body like our mind our heart our body and our spirit that's what i mean by our system wants connection, wants to explore, wants closeness. And so then it's a learning of like, let me take a little step in that direction. You don't have to jump all in. Most people, what they do, okay, I'm just going to jump all in. I'm in with the person and give them my bank accounts and here's all the things and take my heart, right? That's, you know, <laughs> that's not a good idea. A <laughs> little step. Notice what happens, right? Can you can you have some courage? Can you do a little testing? Can you show up in the relationship? Can you show up in life in the way that you want it to be? And then if there's a challenge to it, you can then deal with that from the present, right? From really looking at it, from being with what's going on, instead of the story about it or just the fear about it.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And so those little things help us to, oh, maybe I can be with this discomfort a little bit more. Maybe well, I'm really nervous about really saying how I feel to this person. Now, maybe I'll just try it out a little bit. I'll see what happens. Um, I used to be very sarcastic. That was like a default of mine. And I realized in when I started really looking at patterns that I was in, I mean, I was. this is kind of coming out of depression and anxiety and all the, all the the bottom of the pit that I was in. And I was like, oh, I really need to like get my stuff together. Um, Cause there's a lot in the way of being here. There's a lot of hiding I do. There's a lot of masks I wear. There's a lot of like um, not admitting to people how I really felt about something. Cause I felt it was risky, right? If I don't really tell people if I like really like something or not, right? They can't take it away. They can't manipulate me. They can't like, you know, Tease me with it or whatever, um, and so it really there's a lot of distancing I did, and so sarcasm was a part of that. Because if I'm sarcastic, I don't actually have to take accountability for what I'm saying or how the other person receives it, right? I could be a little bit more honest, but if I kind of say it sarcastically, if they take it the wrong way I'd be like, "Oh, I'm just I'm just kidding, I'm just being sarcastic." <laughs> And if they take it the way I kind of want them to take it underneath, I'm like, oh good. I I kind of safely delivered the message, kind of hidden, right, camouflaged. Mm. And I realized that like fundamentally that was about hiding and lying. And if I really want to be here and really see what this life is about and who am I, what am I about? then i need to deal with that differently i need to take some of these risks i need to th- i need to think about and feel it's like well what do i need can i can I be with myself can i care about myself can i nourish and nurture myself can i love myself can i at least <laughs> even if i can't jump to loving myself can i at least not undermine myself can i not be mean to myself can i not shame myself um and then slowly kind of build into having a
4: life,
6: right? I, that's I, I, that's, a, that's so illuminating,
0: a that light. level of awareness, right? Like, that's so illuminating. But, like, we're talking about light here, so of, of course, course it's
6: illuminating. Light, right? But it doesn't <laughs> take a lot. That's what I'm, but that's the thing. Like, it doesn't take a lot. Like, that little light is like, oh, maybe. Maybe there's something there. We look at ourselves, maybe there's a little caring person in there, maybe, maybe I could, you know, be with this person in a way that's just okay. That doesn't have to be about like posturing or power over or nah, nothing can hurt me, right? Dismissing things like maybe I can be really present. Maybe I can be even vulnerable with myself to even feel what I'm feeling. And it takes time and patience and practice so that you then have skill in navigating the complexity of what it means to be a feeling human being versus I'll allow this feeling and that feeling and that one. If it's not there, I'm gonna numb it out. I'm gonna jam it into there,
4: (laughs) I'm
6: not gonna feel hurt, I'm gonna feel mad. I'm not gonna feel confused, I'm gonna feel mad. Um, I'll feel joy and ecstasy and mad and maybe (laughs) sad if it's really bad you know a little tear trickle down if my team lost something you know i'll live that or if a really beloved person passed away i'll allow a little hard mask till tear trickle down maybe other than that everything's good just keep on keeping on right how am i that's no way to live And while there's circumstances in place that are outside of our control, we can do, we have much more capacity than we think. We have much more capacity than we think to be here, to be present, to be, you know, not just to be like a soft puddle of like, a wash in emotions in the corner, just like I'm just feeling all the things, right? But like, really be here with the complexity of what this means, because it's okay.
0: Yeah. I like that. Wow, that is rich. And and it's 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 like a muscle, though, right? Like you. Yeah.
6: Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. And that's the practice, right? So, so even for me, I mean, um, I'll be 55 this year. Woohoo! I had like coming out of like the worst of the worst. I think I was about 22. It was between like 20, between that two year period was, I was just like digging into the pit and then, like slowly extracting out, right? But there was no like final emergence in the within those two years. But it was this: oh, let me, let me see a therapist. Let me go to some twelve-step programs. Let me like get sober, right? <laughs> let me let me do these very concrete things so that I can even orient to like what is like. Cause there's so much in the way of, right? Is there light in there? I don't know. <laughs> I've just been like. Well, how do i need to show up all right this is how i need to show up i'll do it that way over here okay now i'm gonna show up this way over here like there was no what do you need today like i would if someone asked me that at that age i would have been like uh i need to like tune out like that's what i need because all of this is just too much right and so the notion of like that inward reflection that inward gaze and feeling like what's in there what do i need right where is there space for me in this world really for me really like right and you know so some of these get into these big questions around like life and meaning and purpose but we deserve to be able to ask those questions that is that is a part of our right to being alive, we get to ask those questions. Why am I here? How can I be here to the fullest capacity as I can? We've got all these messages that tell us no, and yet it is our part of our, I fundamentally believe part of our birthright for that also to be folded into our day to day. Even as like oh I gotta go grocery shopping I gotta do things I gotta do this yeah and right that's the day to day right you gotta eat well you gotta sleep right that's gotta be done and what does this mean to be here to be a person where did I come from how does that inform me can I be really be present now in this moment so that the steps that I take that lead to what will come are also in harmony and supportive and nourishing and nurturing can i make those decisions in the present that are skillful that will continue to help me to be sustainable to really live mm-hmm. to the best of my ability with the things that are completely out of my control and the things that are in my control and you know that's that's this piece of the serenity prayer you know grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference. And it doesn't mean, oh, I feel like, you know, oppressive systems, I can't change. So I guess I just have to, you know, be serene about it. It's like, well, no, let me really explore and investigate and be curious and move in a direction of what, maybe I can change more than I think I can. But let let me be able to discern that. If I can't, you know, if I go down to the ocean, I'm like, I want it to be 10 degrees warmer in the water. <laughs> oh. Okay, you just better get serene about what it is and then make some choices whether you're going in or not. Right? right. That's not in that moment as an individual in your control. Can I be with this person? Oh, they're having their own feelings. Mm. Can I be present with them having their feelings?
0: I like that.
6: See where we meet. Mm. Wow. That's all of this practice, right? This it's a it's a it's a muscle, but it's like it's like walking, right? We were born, didn't didn't know how to do that, didn't have the capacity for it. And most of us were able to then do that. And so you could say like, well, walking is a muscle, right? Or, you know, speaking is a muscle or like sensing and feeling or hear these muscles, but they're also just the ways that we're people, Not that it's, I mean, I I say that the may, because like, you know, us being a person is not hinged on being able to walk, right? There are plenty of folks who can't walk, who are still people. (laughs) (laughs) But as we talk about um, our senses, right, we use them and so, right, they work. Right? But we don't have to like, I gotta really, I gotta work on tasting, I've really gotta practice tasting what this is like, right? It's, we can discern, right, the skill of discerning taste, right, that's a, that, it's, its own skill, also based on some capacity. But this looking inwards, this honoring what's inside, looking out being able to recognize what's around us being present with that to make some decisions right? is this helping me to see we get back to this light right to see my own light to feel my own light is this supporting that is this supporting the expression of that light can i see that in others can i feel that in others can i be with that in others I
0: think we can. I think so, too. I, I don't think it's ever been presented this way for people, but I think we can, right? Like, I think the path leads us this. like, everyone that I know that has made a journey or a sojourn of some sort into themselves and into what makes them who they are. Get down this path. Yeah. You know they get down this path, whether it's one step at a time or following a light or whatever it is. They mm-hmm. get down this path. Yeah. Um,
6: yeah. There's a there's the end of this story about destiny in in Yoruba and Ifa literature, sacred literature. Kind of the. You know, it's the story of these three friends and two of them make some decisions and when they're kind of life everything is a struggle one of them makes these other decisions and things are working out and so the ones where there's a struggle they're like where did you go to like get your destiny like before coming down to earth and being a person like, where'd you i would have gone there and the person's like we all go to the same place we all have right this destiny but each of our destinies is different and so the things, the practices that support one person kind of finding themselves and their place and this, right, this light or this illumination or this how am I being in the world and the fullness of who I am with meaning and purpose, um, the, the traditions and the practices can be different, right? but still lead in that direction. And what that means for one person can look very different, right? because that, yes, there's light but there's, you know, the expression of that, right? Song, movement, care, compassion, building things, um, transforming things. No hair, purple hair, right? <laughs> That's. These are all these expressions are different, right? And there's all this, this like other thing that we're calling light that is also like that, that life. That life generating thing, which we will see very soon in New England, with spring coming. I mean, unfortunately, because of the warm winter, we've seen a little bit more of that earlier, right, because of climate change. But um, we see that emergence and unfolding of life again, in a different way. It's still been here. But it's been quieter.
7: Mm.
4: Mm.
0: Spring is coming.
7: Spring is coming.
6: As it does.
0: And the days are getting longer and lighter.
6: Yes.
1: Yes.
4: Mm.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate the time I get to spend with you. You'll be back on the 23rd. Yes. Back on the 23rd. and We'll have more, more of this, this conversation. Mm. And uh yeah. and I know those that are listening are enjoying this very much
6: (laughs) so so thank you for your time thank you babs may you and all the other listeners have a beautiful blessed day and time connected to their own beauty and sense of wonder and mystery and magic in the world and their own light and the light of others and the beloveds around them may we be freer tomorrow than we were today maybe freer today than we were yesterday.
7: I say,
0: Amen, Ashe. Ashe, amen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amru. I will see you on the 23rd, if not all soon. Right. Be well. Take care. Okay, Harry, the day ends. Thank you all for tuning in today on a Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday, and I've got uh, Frank Mitchell and Connie Royster at 1015, so we can talk about the constant Baker Motley uh, uh, ex- exhibition that's going on in the in the um, window and Tony Harp Gallery at the Q House. So I'll see y'all tomorrow. Take good care. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
5: Of shores. I've been waiting, wanting more for the whole night And it ain't right I've been saying what's on my mind Trying to explain what can't be defined And for so long, it's been so strong Suddenly it's clear, now that I can hear These love notes, the ones that I wrote Oh, these melodies, Here are some memories And these love notes, I found in an old coat mean something new, oh